0: Praise the Lord. Last week we, uh, we started just a two week thing here on, on, uh, forgiveness. And you know, just a little, uh, review from last week. The first thing we found out that it w- is this, that, that we're marked with a seal by the Holy Spirit. We are spirit filled and born again believers. Doesn't mean we're strange. It just means this, that we're marked. We can't hide it. We can't hide who we are because of the spirit of God that's on the inside of us. And and that's a wonderful thing. And, you know, we found out if we are Christians and we're spirit filled, born again Christians, then God expects things from us. He expects us, us to step up. And, and so he gave us some, uh, Paul gave us specific instructions about, about putting away things like bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking with all, I think it's with, there's something else I can't call it right now. Praise the Lord. But all these things. And he said, let us, let us be forgiving. Let us be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave us. You know, we've been forgiven. We'll never be accountable for our sins because Jesus, we'll never have to answer them because Jesus, he answered for our sins on the cross. He did that for every single one of us, all of us. Our, Our sins are under the blood. I am forgiven. Amen. And so... So really, then he stretched us. I believe the Lord stretched us a little bit to say, so if we're forgiven, how about we forgive each other? I read this scripture and Jesus said this, if we forgive our brother their sins, then he'll forgive us our sins. But if we do not forgive our brother their sins, then he won't forgive our sins. And that's, that's really kind of a sobering thought. But it's so true. And so I'm going to just pick it up today. I named some different things last year. I mean, last, last week that, that may, somebody might be going through at the time, but I'm going to pick it up today. That was the why. This week, we're going to get into the how do we do this. And so, well, I'm going to start today with, uh, it's in Luke chapter one or chapter 17. And I'm just going to read verse one. Hallelujah. And this is Jesus. He's talking to his disciples. It says, then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. You know what he's telling us? Offenses happen. They do. But then he said, but woe to him through whom they do come. When I first read this, I went, woe to him through whom they do come. Offenses come through people. Did you get that part? Offenses come through people. And, and, and so who really is the offense from? Well, who is our enemy? Who is the one who comes to kill, steal, and to destroy? Well, we know it's the devil. So if we're blaming a person for what happened, we're really actually blaming the wrong one because the offense came through them. I know that's kind of different. Maybe you've never heard that, but I didn't say it. He did. Jesus said the offense comes through that person. And then he said this, but whoa, grief to them that that they let it go through them. And so we'll get to that in just a minute. But you know what? We have to know this is key for us. It's key for us if we're going to forgive that person. You know, a lot of times they're too ignorant to know what they've done. I'm pointing at me. They're too ignorant. And you know this because when you go talk to them, then you ask them, you offended me or whatever. And you talk to them, they say, I have no idea what you're even talking about. Do you remember when Jesus was on the cross He is looking out from the cross, and he was looking at the people who killed him, the people who yelled, crucify him. And what did he say? That's it. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Well, yeah, they did. Well, they did, but they didn't. And here's why. Because we don't, we just don't get it. We don't understand the wickedness of our our sins. And we're all, you know, every one of us, and it's just because of this. We, we don't see it because, because we need to see it like God. God sees it in a different way because, because he sees the impurity of a sin. And, and, and God can see that because he's pure and we're not. We're progressively being sanctified, but we still don't understand. How harmful and how wicked our sin is! And you know, as far as mankind, did did we did they realize or did we realize we did it? Yes. Are we going to be held accountable for it? Yes. But we did we know what we were doing? Did we understand what we were doing? Well, really, not so much, because Hosea four six says this: that we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But this is so important, you guys, to know this, that sin comes through them. But the originator of that sin or that, that offense against us is the devil. And you may ask this. You might say, well, will they still be held accountable? Well, the next scripture kind of answers it. It says it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. That sounds horrible to me. I mean, I don't know what that is. I didn't look it up. But it sounds to me like the person will be held accountable. Amen. Hallelujah. And they will be accountable to who? God. God. They'll be handled. Everything, everything we do, we're accountable to God. But you know, if it's under the blood, then it's forgotten. It's it's just forgotten. But then he goes on to say this, that it would be better, it said, than they should offend one of these little ones. That word offense, when we think about it, usually we think of this, that it's hurt, harm, or damage. But you know, actually in the Greek, it means this, it means a snare or a trap. So when someone offends you, there's a whole lot more going on than 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 you think. It's more than you just got hurt. It's a spiritual enemy trying to trap you. A snare. So can we look beyond our feelings? Because in the next verse, he says this, take heed to yourself. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how this all flows together? He said, we need to see beyond it was a trap, and we need to take heed to ourselves. We'd be a whole lot better off if we didn't try to clean everybody else up. And that, you know, clean them up and that we'd clean up ourselves. Now, as I began to think about this, I was, I'm always reminded, I think about Psalm 91 a lot. The Bible says this, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. In him I will trust. And the next verse said, surely he shall deliver us from what? The snare of the fowler. The fowler is a trapper. And that's who our enemy is. He's trying to trap us, you guys. So we need to see this. If we see it like that, we know who the originator is. And we can bind the devil. But then he goes on to say this. It says, take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. So what it's saying here is if he offends you, you rebuke him. And so here's what I always thought a rebuke was, that you go and you give him a piece of your mind. You blow up. You punch him in the nose. You rebuke them. But you know, I looked it up, and, and, and here's the, if the Greek word is I can't say it right, so I'm going to just say it in Texan. Epitomeo. And that was still hard. Epitomeo. I think it really goes etomeo or something like that. But you know what it means? Now listen it means this to show honor to, to tax with a thought, to chide. Reprove and admonish. Hallelujah. In other words, it means that you value that person enough that you just simply go talk to them, that you confront them. And when you go, you do it, you do it honestly, you do it frankly, you speak to them frankly, honestly, and and politely. You don't go there to chew them out. You don't do that. You just talk to them. You just talk to them. But when you're communicating, the last thing that you communicate to them, you know, it says, let me say this. It says if he repents, forgiving. But there's a whole lot of scriptures in the Bible that tell us we, that we forgive anyway. Isn't that the truth? Even if you don't go to that person, you still have to forgive. And even if they don't repent, you still have to Forgive. All of us, I always say you, but I do too. You have to forgive. And, 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 and make sure they know this when you leave, that you communicate this statement. Say this, I forgive you. Make sure they know that when you leave. And, 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 then, you, and then you leave. Hallelujah. The next verse says this. And if he sins against you, he's still stretching us this week, but I will get to the how here. And if he sins against you seven times a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. You shall forgive him. I'm going to talk about this and then we'll talk about verse 5. You know, can you imagine this? Now, I thought of this story. Now, I'm, I'm at the grocery store, and I'm walking through there, <laughs> getting everything Miss Rhonda wants me to get. And I'm just, you know, and I'm checking out the high prices. You know, but I'm, I'm, but I'm keeping my heart right. Anyway, anyway, I'm walking through there, and all of a sudden, I, I hear this familiar voice. And, and, and I hear it, and I went, hey. I know who that is, it, and it's a friend of yours. And so as you get closer, that friend is, is, is really just blasting you. He's making, he's making these ugly statements about you. He is a rat. You know, he is not good at all. You know, I just don't know. I don't know what to do about it, but he's not a good person. And, and, and so you go, what? What? You know, you're thinking, he's my friend. So you walk up and you tap him on the shoulder and he goes, oh, freaks out. And he says this, oh, I'm so sorry. I, please forgive me. I don't know what got into me. I don't know why I was talking that about you, saying stuff like that about you, because I love you. I love you. And please forgive me. I am so sorry. How I many you know you'd go? Okay, I forgive you. So you get on the other side of the store, and you're going down another aisle. (laughs) You know where I'm going. And you hear that same voice again in the same kind of talk, the same kind of talk. And you walk up to that person, what are you doing? That almost sounds like the other kind of rebuke, doesn't it? What are you doing? And, 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 And the same speech. Hey, I'm so sorry, Donnie. You know what? I didn't mean to say that about you because I truly love you. You're my friend. I'd do anything for you. Would you forgive me? Sure. So you pay for your groceries, and you're walking out. Before you even get to your pickup, you hear that same voice again in the parking lot. And this time they're letting it all out because they're outside. What do you do? You go up there again and you forgive them again. But how many of you know it's harder? By that third time, it's harder for you to forgive. But then then it goes on to say this. It says, (laughs) I love this. I love the apostles. And, and the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And that's what we need, isn't it? It's we need it, The only way we can do this, we need faith to forgive. Even if, if it's something that's, that's bad, it's, it's harmful. And, it, and it's destructive. It's hurtful. Maybe it was a lie that destroyed your reputation, Maybe it was a betrayal that led to a divorce. And again, maybe it was a sexual attack on you or someone in your family. See, that makes it hard. It makes it really hard for us to do that. And it seems impossible for us to do it. So how do we do it? Hallelujah. In this whole passage here, Jesus is talking about if we're going to do this, it takes faith. See that's how it takes faith, and faith is a decision. You remember last week, the uh, unforgiving servant. Let me take a little drink here. The unforgiving servant. How you know he had been forgiven a great big debt, and he goes to a fellow servant who owns, who just owes him a small debt, and he wouldn't he he didn't forgive him, and grabbed him by the neck, and he ended up thrown had him thrown in prison. And so, so then, then the king found out, called him before him. The king was furious, called him a wicked servant. And and so he had him put in prison. But the last statement, Jesus said this, the same thing will happen to you if you don't from your heart, forgive your brother and sister. Hallelujah. Paul said this. That we believe from the heart. Hallelujah. So so it takes faith for us to do this. Hallelujah. And it comes from our heart and we do it by faith. It's an act of faith. And, And we do it when we don't feel like it. Sometimes I don't feel like it. But we do it anyway. Sometimes I don't feel saved. But I am. I know I'm saved because because I've trusted in the blood of Jesus that cleanses of me. You got any of us from from all unrighteousness. But the same thing is true with with uh, forgiveness. It takes faith, and it takes faith to receive, and it takes faith to forgive. Amen. Hallelujah. It's, so here's what forgive means. It means to give forth. We give forth or to throw it away. We don't keep it inside us and we don't just, we don't uh, ignore it either. We don't ignore it, which leads to the next statement in verse six. Jesus says this. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, remember when the disciples asked, they said, Lord, if we're going to do this, we got to have faith. Give us more faith. So he answers them by saying this, if you had faith as a mustard seed. Now we always talk about the mustard seed and the little size of it and all that and how it grows into a big tree. But let's forget that part today. And just think of it this way. It says, what if you read it this way? If you had faith as a seed, a seed, what do you do with a seed? You plant it. Amen. You sow it. You sow that seed. So what do you do with your faith? You sow it. How do you sow your faith? It's by what you say. Now listen to this part here. It says if you have that faith as a seed, you can say, you can say. Someone, No one else has to say it for you. It says you can say to this mulberry tree. To this mulberry tree, you can say to this mulberry tree now in I think in the King James it's called a sycamine tree, but but in the New King James, which i 'm reading it's it 's a mulberry tree and 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 a mulberry tree produces these little berries, and they 're bitter they 're not that good they're little bitter berries. I think that 's why he picked a mulberry tree it 's bitter. So here's the deal. If you keep, if you keep unforgiveness in your heart and that harm and that hurt, you continue to think about that all the time. It'd be like you living your life eating mulberries, not blackberries or strawberries or those, those good ones. Raspberries, those are all good. And what you do is you lower your life standard when you do this because you can't enjoy the good things in life. But what he tells us here is he says this. You, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. You know what? Roots produce fruit. And in this case, it produces bitterness in you. And you can't live that way. You can't keep that bitterness. That's inferior fruit, something that you don't want in your life. So what he's telling us is what you do is is you pull that root, that mulberry, that bitterness out of yourself. You pull it out of yourself. And, and then it and it says, when you say this, I like this part. It says, then it's, and, and plant it into the sea. What else is in the sea? Your sin. You get rid of that and you throw it into the sea where your sin is. But he says, he says and it would obey you. When you speak, it will obey you. That's See, that's the important part. When you speak this for yourself, that that root that's on the inside of you has to go. It has to go out of you. Jesus is telling us, you can do this. You can do this yourself. Now, we know we need to speak the name of Jesus. But, you know, the thing about Jesus is he's always with, with us. He never leaves us and he never forsakes us. When I was reading this, I was just thinking about being a parent. That, that, that we, had to, we had to be with our kids and we had to teach them a lot of things. And he's teaching us right now. what He's teaching this and this is what we need to do. And, and, and the thing that comes to mind, and I want think of this, is how many of you ever helped one of your kids learn how to ride the bike without training wheels? And, and you know, you, you can probably run 100 miles. You know, you, you, but what you do is they, they're freaked out and they say, I can't do this. I can't do this, dad. Or I can't do this, mama. What do you tell them? Yeah, you can. You can do this. I believe Jesus is telling us you can do this. And so what you do is you run alongside of them and you run and you run. And sometimes when you let go, wham, they fail or they fall. But we fail, okay? They fall, but what do you do? You pick them up. That's what Jesus does with us. He picks us up and he takes off running next to us again. He never leaves us, and finally, you hit that time to where you give them that one shove and they're going they're just they're there they go, and what do they say? I did it I did it, Dad. Hallelujah. Well, they did do it. But it's because we were with them. We really can't do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Hallelujah. It's by faith. The faith that we have in in God. Faith in the word of God. That's why it's so important for us to stay in the word all the time. We know we need to forgive because we're in the word. and, And we're commanded to forgive no matter what. So... So, I wrote these things down, and, uh, and I just want to share them with you, and, and, and then I'll be through. Hallelujah. So, how do we do this, Pastor? Hopefully, we know it's by faith. So, I wrote this. Okay, get a drink. And I believe this is from the Lord. He's saying this. You do it like this. You look at the forgiver on the inside, Jesus. And you say this, I choose to forgive that person for what they did to me or for what they said to me. And Jesus, today, I throw it away. I throw it away and i pull up those roots that hurt and harm and bring destruction to to my heart. And I command you to go into the sea where my sins are. I'm done with it. Making a stand. I forgive them and I throw the hurt from my heart into the sea. And today I declare this, I am free. Amen? I am free. God doesn't want us to keep that on the inside of us, the poison. Remember the bitterness that that, that probably would poison many around us? God wants us to walk free from any kind of offense. But it's so important to remember who, who really, where does that offense come from? It comes from the devil. And he's our enemy. So we're free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.